Welcome to Thinking Like a Lawyer with your hosts, Ellie Mistal and Joe Patrice, talking about legal news and pop culture, all while thinking like a lawyer, here on Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. We are still not able to record from our usual studio, so if we sound a little bit different, that would be why. Hopefully it's not anything you would have noticed had I not mentioned it. And now I realize I probably, by mentioning it, mean you're going to hear it and it's going to be the only thing you hear. So I probably screwed this all up for all of you. But hopefully we sound great and I'm glad everybody can still tune in. Given the events going on, it's a little bit more difficult to get people together for a show, but thankfully we have some folks who are willing to talk today. So I'd like to bring them in. I have Joey Sieber and Lee Vickery, both of Level 2 Legal here. How are y'all? Doing well. How are you? We're good. Thanks for the y'all. Yeah, well, I'm actually a big believer in the y'all, even though I have never lived south of southern Iowa. Uh, I have I have always been a big y'all believer. But no, uh, so up here, I'm locked down in a in a house upstate, so I don't really have access to my usual stuff. So that's why right. it's been a little bit on a, no, a little bit dicey. But no, how, and how are you all doing down there? We're good. We're we're locked down like everybody else, but uh, doing okay. <laughs> Well, in a lot of ways, I feel, and we talked merely a month ago, uh, it kind of feels like it could have been, it should have been more, but about a month and a half ago, we were chatting at Legal Week New York about what you all do, and it strikes me that this is a good time to revisit the importance of legal technology, because many firms, uh, while we all understand that a lot of firms have come to the realization that they need to move into the 21st century, if not the 20th this is kind of one of those moments where a lot of law firms realized, oh, I, I really do need to take seriously my, <laughs> un, my firm's technological capabilities as people have to do stuff they've never done before. So talk through what, what Level 2 is doing for folks, uh, and I assume even doing without much interruption as we go through this. Yeah, that, that's the truth. I mean, I think that this is... Um it's kind of a proof point for a lot of people, right? It's not the time, <laughs> this is not the time to be figuring out your technology, to be figuring out your security, to be figuring out your values and your relationships with you know, your clients. We pivoted quickly. We had been working on the ability for our people to work remotely in selected situations. And we're already doing that with a few people. Fortunately, we've invested in technology and um, kind of upgraded our systems over the last 18 months. And so when we saw this coming, actually before the orders to, you know, shelter in place or stay at home, we went ahead and transitioned our, our workforce really in about 48 hours. So we we're, we have about 100 people working, uh, working remotely, mostly in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I'll, I'll, I'll add on to that, Joe, just being innovation is in my title, um, for better or worse. <laughs> but uh, for, for people like me, I mean, Joey hired me 18 months, two years ago. The infrastructure, for people in innovation, like, this is a good way to see what law firms really are innovative or if they just had an innovation officer or, or any company for that matter. Because you build your company, you design it for flexibility and agility for opportunity or crisis. 
if you're if if you're thinking with innovation. So the, the infrastructure we built, you know, moving from the, the past, you know, older models of law and technology to where we are now, at the risk of sounding a bit cold, this was like a dream when he gave me the red light or the green light to go go because all of this was in place where we practice, we're ready. And it was designed, the flexibility was designed into the infrastructure for no matter what our clients needed. Never did we anticipate, you know, a crisis to be it. But, um, you know, it wasn't just a business continuity plan. It was an innovation plan so that we can be as flexible as possible, as fast as possible. That part has been interesting to, to see what companies really can do it or could do it or already doing it versus the ones that now are waking up a little bit too late. This is not a black swan event. To pick up on what Lee just said, None of us anticipated that there would be a global pandemic, but you have to be prepared for whatever is around the corner. And that, you know, this is the time when whether or not you're really agile, whether or not you really can pivot, whether or not you've really been innovating and preparing or have the relationships with the technology that it needs to be able to, that you need to be able to perform in these times, that's when it really comes out. And we've, we've been very fortunate. Yeah. And, and the culture to, to hold it up. You know, the foundation was there from the people as well. Well, you know, you're saying the culture from the people is a good mm-hmm. transition point because even back when we last were talking, um, and this wasn't even on our horizons, <laughs> one of the key themes that I took away from talking about Level 2 was a focus on that ability to be nimble, basically, to, mm-hmm. sure. to do what you needed to do for a client and not really come down with a, here's our process, adapt to it, but more of a, let's find out what clients need and we will figure out how to pivot to do that. So the sort of skills that, you know, probably come in very handy right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and thank you for noticing that as well. I mean, yeah. It was, so to go back to that, the kind of the pitch for level two that we we had back then was tell some some of these stories of how level two works with a with clients when they come in and have these different kinds of requests i can i can speak to one that happened right in the middle of this crisis in the last couple of weeks i mean you know we we have first of all i i might need to back up a second level two is we're we're a managed service provider not a law firm so we support legal professionals in law firms and then enterprise corporate clients we had a law firm with whom we've had a relationship for many years call Right, right as this was all kicking off, what we, what we did was proactively send out our our remote work plan and our security credentials, if you will, for working remotely to you know the law firms, lawyers, and and companies that we work with. And within I don't know twenty four, maybe forty eight hours, we got a call from one of the firms with whom we've had a relationship a long time and said we have a a very significant matter, kind of high stakes, and we'd like to talk with you about about working on it. And <laughs> so to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but look, I think what happened, and, and again, I'm, I'm making a couple of presumptions, but this, this, this is a very large, I mean, this is an ML50 firm. They have an internal team that does exactly what we do. And they obviously have many qualified attorneys, but they, they were reaching out to us to do it. And I got to believe it was because we were ready and we sent them our protocol. We sent them our security measures and they knew that we could handle it. And we had worked with them before, we had sure. built that trust. So I think people are looking for who they can trust and who they know is gonna get it done. And Joe, it's very, I think an important piece here for your listeners, 
when Joyce talked about trust and relationship and, and my team was, we were the point for all of this infosec and it, it, he's, he's breezing past what I am now gray headed from some of the things <laughs> um, besides the fact I can't go to the salon. I'm, I'm gray headed <laughs> anyway, but we have that relationship. So it's all right for us to say, we, we don't know, are we, we'll figure it out. And we, we did overnight, but there were, there were pieces that relationship allows you, it's not like you have to be, you know, super the end all, but they guided us on a couple of things that they needed extra, extra secure for this particular, you know, matter specific. And it was all right to say, you know, by in the morning, we'll be there. Now, I mean, what it took overnight to add this one particular thing I don't want to ever go back to again, but we did it <laughs> because the infrastructure was there and the relationship was there. They didn't, we didn't lose it because we didn't have it. You see what I'm saying? So that's like, yeah. I don't want people to be afraid of being able in this time. It's all right to say, okay, we'll figure it out together and we trust you. This is what we need. You just have to be able to deliver very quickly. I mean, speed is the new currency. I think when you operate in the environment that we, that we operate in, we're a, we're a services provider. Client service has always been what we're about. Mm-hmm. And so as a services provider, uh, supporting legal teams, that's just what we do. So um, you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It, it really goes to, you know, how sometimes corporate buzz speak becomes a mantra that it, it probably over overkicks its coverage. There's yes. for years, for years in technology, we've talked about selling solutions and solutions and solutions. And it seems as though what you offer, which is probably the right answer and taking a step back from that is, it's not that we sell a solution, we sell problem solving. You gave us something, we don't have that solution, we'll get it for you in the morning, but we solve problems, we don't have like Absolutely. these neat, already pre-boxed solutions to the things that are going to happen that you don't know are going to happen. Mm. No, that, well, yeah, that, those two things do not play well together. And so right. to, to, jo- to Joey's credit too, I mean, he, he's an attorney, I think 99 of the 100 people are attorneys. So you can guess who is not an attorney, but he (laughs) saw the value of bringing that in from outside so that you don't think in the box, you know, you can, we were able to add some creativity and some allowing us to take some risk in innovation. Innovation is messy. It's not anybody selling an inbox product is not innovative. Sorry. It just Mm -hmm. isn't, but it's, it's being able to solve a problem and quickly, like you said, and to, they're, they're all mad. They're all specific. I mean, every, every client we have, you approach it, the communication style, everything has to be able to change, you know, on a dime. And so we hire that way. We hire people who think that way so that we don't kill them in the first month, but there's that, there's that energy and that hunger to be able to solve problems for someone because you care. I mean, in, in a service business, but it is, it's the challenge. The challenge, that's why I said the challenge of it was not to sound cold. But I was like, hell yeah, we finally get to practice what we've been doing for a long time and a hundred people keep their jobs. Yeah. You know, in the first week or so of this, as it, as it's going along, I think a lot of the people who read above the law and write into us were talking to us about technology from the perspective of how do I just connect? How do I show mm. up? How do I get this done and that done? And you really hit on in that anecdote, the next wave of the problem that people are going to have to start realizing, or hopefully have already started thinking about, which is the security aspect of it. 
when everyone in the world is remote, how do you keep things secure? And that's what a lot of the narrative hasn't, at least in the press and what people are asking us about, hasn't caught up to. I have so many people asking me, wait a minute, how do I get a gallery view on Zoom? Uh, And not as many people (laughs) asking me, how is it I don't get bombed, you know? Um, And that's that's been coming up actually uh, last night. This is off topic a little bit, but the uh, all these law schools who are continuing to teach, (laughs) some of them have built-in custom solutions, but a lot of them are utilizing stuff like WebEx and Mm -hmm. people can get into that. And so I'm already hearing stories of classes that have had to be canceled because- People get in and destroy the WebEx mm-hmm. space. I guess they're not encrypting their their yeah. video conferencing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. again, it's because nobody's on the same networks, and yeah, exactly. No, that's right. I think that w- one of the things is, first of all, any of us who say, "Oh, we've all got it, we've got it figured out, we're 100 percent secure, and that can't happen to us," <laughs> just wait. You know, I mean, <laughs> um, there, there's vul- there are vul- vulnerabilities in any system. Except I think for ours, but, but go ahead. Well, uh, I, well I, w- I was about to speak to ours, and that is, we connect from homes in the same way that we connect at the office. Okay, so we're, we're connecting the same way through the same portal, if you will. And so it's just, you're using a different machine. And we've, we've been doing that for, for a year and a half. And so it was a matter of different equipment. I make it sound very simple, it was not. There was a lot of work that a lot of people did uh, so that we could, but um, you have to be thinking about those things ahead of time. It's the, you know the crisis is not the time. As I said before, it's not the time to to kind of figure out what's my security. You know mm-hmm. how am I going to do this? It's too late. Then you're already behind. And we're lucky, Joe and Joe and Joey. We're very lucky because of the industry we're in. We are we're, we're used to that. I mean, we're going into through Citrix into law firm data. You know, virtual machines are not foreign. So they understand, our workforce understands what they're doing when they're home. I mean, we've got it so locked down and auditing constantly that I'm not, I'm not as concerned about, about that as I am, you know, other pieces of this puzzle. But I, I'm curious, Joe, what you would mm-hmm. say to this theory or idea, or is this anything? I mean, we're, you know, we're, we've not been bought or sold, acquired. We're not part of someone else with different you know, back doors into things and all of a sudden you're remote on top of all of that. Do you see a correlation between I mean, the data security companies that are solid all the way through? Like we know our infrastructure, we're not patching into this company we just bought that all of a sudden they're remote. And we're not quite sure, you know, to speak to some of the recent events that have happened with cybercrime. I feel like those companies are a bit more vulnerable right now. They don't really know what they have and they don't or what they're missing? Do you see? Do you see that at all? Um, in from where you sit, on companies that have with multiple acquisitions recently are going to have a harder time changing this, you know, paradigm. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, you know, I haven't heard any specific stories about it, but it does. It's something that's long been a concern, right? That these you take on a, a whole different infrastructure you um or you're outsourcing how you connect to something and that all every new piece exposes some measure of risk depending on what you do it may not be feasible for you to be in control of your entire infrastructure sure, and sure. so you do these things that now you're in a different place where it's actually feasible if not essential that you control your infrastructure so 
people in your industry, you're going to have a great advantage if you have control of every and know every nook and cranny of what your system is. It's an advantage by kind of sticking to our core values all these years of independence, you know, long-term thinking, we're not going to owe anybody short-term money has come out. It's like suddenly because we're smaller, because we know our infrastructure, we know the entire security plan. Suddenly we're, you know, it's a differentiator that, that we're finding just as a result of following your values versus an intentional, maybe business decision. So it's just interesting times. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways it fills a a space. uh, So while I talk about legal tech, I come from the legal lawyer world and it, you fill a space that's similar from a client perspective to the boutique law firm by being small. When, when a client's in in in-house is looking around to who to hire, you go for the boutique firms when you have you really need bespoke style solutions. You need people who are very focused on a thing. They may not be able to do this grind it out forever thing that's going to go on forever, but that you might hire Skadden for. But mm-hmm. the boutiques are where you go when you need actual specialized talent in stuff. And that's what kind of staying that small and nimble. I always see you in that kind of place of staying that small and nimble such that you can really create these solutions for people when they need them for these specific tasks that they need. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, we're intentionally independent and we definitely have areas of focus, if not specialty, in litigation, privacy, compliance. Those are the areas that our clients are looking to us to work with them on. And um, we're not for everybody. (laughs) You know, we work best when it's a long-term relationship when we understand the client deeply and the client understands us and we build trust over time, you know, we, we jokingly refer to it as that we're, we're, a, we're a much better relationship partner than we are a one night stand. If you're looking for the absolute lowest hourly rate and we needed to get, we need to get this done quickly. We're, we're probably not for you. If we have an opportunity to talk about our value or total cost or, you know, the ways in which we work, then yeah, let's have that conversation. But but yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I, do, in, in conversations, do, do say, you know, we're, we're really more of a boutique service provider. Let's talk about what your needs are. Maybe there's a match, maybe there's not. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. We're hearing some uh, firms that are going through some layoffs and furloughs. Uh, and we've heard of courts slowing down. But I don't really view that. It, it seems as though the whole chain of operation is slowing down. It's on some level, but I'm curious and I kind of suspect the answer is you don't you aren't really seeing that that the projects that you have to work on are continuing apace we've added I don't know how many did we add last week Lee 20 20 we've added 20 wow in the last few weeks we have a couple of other projects that you know we've learned of in the last few weeks this reminds me we were founded in the depths of the great recession and this feels a lot like that it reminds me of that time our first day of operations we had come out of a law firm, but as an as our own entity was in January of 2009, right between the the market meltdown in 2008 and the low of the market in March of 2009, it was so there were a lot of lawyers looking for work, and we had some great talent. And for some people, it was just a, a stopping place, a, a waypoint, and you know, then they went on and did something else, and then many people stayed with us. But I do think that in difficult times, people look to who they can trust, who they know is going to get the job done. And obviously, in this environment, then people are also concerned about the, the total cost. 
and how can I get what I need and not pay any more than I have to? That's fine. I don't see it slowing. That's for sure. Well, that's interesting. The the timing, and I wonder. You know, we were talking a lot about the values and how you how the company works, and I wonder if some of that is something of a byproduct of what what you came out of that you started when the market was rough and you were started trying to appeal to clients who were facing those challenges and it put you in a position where you built a culture that was more prepared for this sort of thing than maybe others. I mean, you we're know? scrappy. <laughs> we're yeah, nimble. Right. I mean, you, you've, you got to pivot. Our, I can't look over the invitation to share our core values, which are, are not like the office core values. We live them, we hire by them, we promote by them. So it, it, it's give a damn, get it done and show respect. And we live those values and, you know, we get it done. That's just what we do. It's in our DNA and and it has been since the beginning. No, that's great. Well, hopefully this, you know, for anyone out there listening who wants to build a relationship like this, then they should uh, reach out. Who should they reach out to? Any of us. Any yeah, of us, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we reach out. We're, we can be we can be found easily. The whole company has my cell phone, Joe, and okay. um, that's how it's that's how we're handling any requests coming. But Joey or I, either one would be happy to help or, or help people figure it out. Not, I don't mean just get business, but if we can help them figure out their next steps too, that would be a privilege. Well, that's great. So thanks for joining a, uh, joining us under this uh, these weird conditions where we're all from different places, but we got it all, we got it all put together. Sure, we, yeah. You know, so on our side as a podcasting entity, we, we also did a little problem solving here. So we got everybody together. Yeah. That's right. Thanks. That's Joey Sieber and Lee Vickery from Level 2 Legal. Thank them for joining us and thank you all for listening. You should be subscribed to the show, give it reviews, you know the drill. You should be reading Above the Law where we are continuing to cover everything that's coming out of this uh, from the good news to the mostly bad news of layoffs right now. But I mean, obviously there's worse news in other ways, but the worst news legal wise, legal yeah, industry wise, yeah. I mean. Sure. And if you, uh, you, should, you can follow me on Twitter at Joseph Patrice, you should listen to the other podcasts in the Legal Talk Network family. Also listen to the Jabot, which is the one our Above the Laws, Catherine Rubino hosts. And with all of those things said, now I feel I've got all of my boilerplate done. So thanks for listening all, and we'll talk to you next week. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also find us at AboveTheLaw.com, ATLRedline.com, iTunes, RSS, Twitter, and Facebook. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.